Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards, where our goal is to help you increase your leadership capacity. Let's get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards, where our goal is to help you expand your leadership capacity. I'm your host today, Matt Anderson, and you're in for a special treat. We get to talk to leaders from across the globe. And today, as you follow along, I want to encourage you to go to our webpage, visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable. You'll be able to see all the resources and some notes that you can share and walk through as we go along today. Now, today we have here Dr. Johnny Parker in the house. Welcome to Texas. How are you doing all the way from Maryland? Uh, well, I know. I'm great. we got amazing heat here, Matt, yeah. but I'm uh, excited to be here with my bride, my Jamaica sensation, Beatrice. Your couples yes. conference to, to this yes. weekend and so it's great to hang out with you we are grateful to have you here and to hear a little bit about what god's been working on in you and what you've been sharing and uh, for all the leaders listening there's this big topic that that you've called thinking about life and leadership through the front stage and the backstage and the importance of what really goes on behind the scenes as a leader and i know everybody sees on the stage but you're here to talk about behind the stage so yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah, so what it looks like is this, that every leader's life is always telling a story, mm -hmm. and that story is this front stage, backstage dynamic. Mm -hmm. So on the front stage, it's very external. So yeah. on the front stage in business or in marriage or in family or church, you see, you see productivity, you see performance, you see communication, you have culture and business, you have profitability, uh, you, have, you have all these things. That's front stage, and that, all of that matters. But what matters more is what's happening in the backstage. Because if you just have that, if you just have what I just I, uh, articulated, all you all you have is um, you you have you have you you get distracted, mm -hmm. and um, you you have a transactional type of deal going on. Yeah. But what's important is what's really happening in the backstage, and it's very it's very much what Jesus says in, in uh, Mark 8 when he says, hey, what should it profit a man to gain the world to gain the front stage and to lose your soul in the backstage? Let me ask you a question. This, might, this is on topic but off topic. The first thing I thought of is social media. Sure. Uh, social, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not anti-social media, but social media in today's world seems to show the front stage, right? Absolutely. We don't usually put, hey, I'm stuck in a ditch. <laughs> Right. social media no we don't and so you're right this it's on steroids on social media the front stage is all you see and we have a front stage driven world Matt I mean it's a message and and again using yeah. social media be more do more have yeah. more be more do more have more be more do more have more and then you have the whole comparison of the front stage yeah. and when, when we compare we despair because comparison is a thief of joy and so it's so fun. So all of that on social media, I can't tell you how many people I've coached over the years, millennials and, and others who have, have wrestled with anxiety and despair because of comparison of their front stage with someone else's front stage. But we don't know what's really going on in the backstage. What are, what are some ways that we start to work on the backstage? Well, we have to be intentional. And I have an acrostic called story, okay. S-T-O-R-Y. So the first thing that's important, the greatest gift that a leader or anyone can ever give themselves, mm -hmm. give their family, give their organization, give their business, give their church, yeah. is a healthy, energized, focused you. Okay. okay, that every day we need to have a meeting. The first two letters in meeting is M-E, me. Mm -hmm. So I need, to, I need to do that. I need to be intentional about that, right? So in that story, that S in story is my soul, the deepest part of who I am. 
And there are four questions that we need to be intentional about asking. Who am I? Who am I becoming? What do I want? Why do I want it? And who am I is all around identity. Who am I becoming? That's around integration. Okay? Uh, what do I want? That's about impact. Why do I want it? That's intent. And so we, great leaders are intentional about sitting with those four questions on a regular basis. That's good. And, and how do you recommend they do that? Do they journal on this? Are they thinking through processing? Or are they doing it with mentors or leaders? Or how all the above. Yeah, all the above, yeah. So I, I'm also a professor at Johns Hopkins. I teach what's right. called uh, positive psychology, which is all around flourishing, leaders flourishing, businesses yeah. flourishing, uh, a church flourishing, relationships, community flourishing. So I tell my students and I tell leaders, write down your core values. Mm -hmm. Write down what, are, what moves you, what move, what, what's most important. And, um, and one of the ways I tell them to do that, take your first name or your last name and use an acrostic to craft your core values. Oh, wow. Research shows, Matt, that when leaders do that, their effectiveness is over 110% greater. Just by doing that? Just by doing something. Pausing. Yeah, pausing, writing down your core values and being intentional. Now, you want to be intentional about showing up from these core values, yeah. but I think it's because it's your authentic story. It's your authentic self, and people can smell that authenticity and they're more inclined to want to follow yeah. a leader who shows up from a place of authenticity, transparency, and, and vulnerability. Let me ask you this. Are the core values that we're talking about, is that more of if you asked others, is, is that more of who you are or who you're trying to become, or is it some mixture of? Both, yeah. Okay. Yeah, who I am and who I aspire to be, who yeah. I want to become and grow into that. And so that's all about the integration. It's all about the identity. That's so important. Leaders need to know their identity. Okay. Um, with this whole idea of story, every leader's life is always telling a story. Mm -hmm. If you don't tell your story as a leader, as a church, as a business, or a married couple, right. someone else will. That's good. And no one gets the right, R-I-G-H-T, yeah. to write, W-R-I-T-E, your story. But if you don't write it, someone's going to write it. Ooh. Okay, so story, S is the soul. Yes. What's the T? Transparency. Okay. That's when we get into this it. This is not getting any easier. You no. Just went from soul man. to transparency. Well, this, that's the, <laughs> okay. have you been in the backstage at a right. play? I'm a New Yorker. I've gone to several plays right. in Manhattan and Times Square. It's messy and dark in the yeah. backstage, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a messy. Lion King's just not rolling out. No, it's not just rolling out. It's dark. <laughs> it's messy, and uh, you can trip over stuff. Yeah. And you got to have light. You got to, and everyone can't come. In, and, and that's the other thing, everyone doesn't have access to your backstage. Okay, with that transparency, it's got to be people who've earned the right yeah. to where you can be uh, transparent, lift up the window shade to your soul, and allow them to peek in. And so the, the transparency is that. It's, it's, it's emotional intelligence, my self-awareness. It's my spiritual intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's my relational intelligence. And, and especially around the emotional intelligence, which you may know, Matt, that over 90% of our success in life is based on our ability to be self-aware and emotionally intelligent. And so that's because whatever we don't talk out in terms of our emotions, we will act out or we bury it and we bury it alive. Mm -hmm. And so the transparency in the backstage is absolutely critical and the friends and the people that you give an access pass mm -hmm. to your backstage. Where does this go wrong? Why do you why do you think so many leaders are don't do transparency well? Oh, it's frightening. Um, 
so many of us, then we know, we were born into a sin-infested world. So we're broken, we have our challenges, we have trauma, and trauma can easily be defined as anything less than nurturing. Mm -hmm. So it's the things that we didn't get growing up, and we all experience some brokenness and neediness in that way. And so that's hard work, man. It's, it's hard work to go in the backstage and to take responsibility for my emotions. I'll share, I share with married couples all the time. I was the dude when I, in my marriage, um, you know, I grew up in domestic violence, mm -hmm. and when I would get angry, I felt like cussing and swinging at my wife, the woman I love, and I would literally leave our home. And so I had to do my own heart work and sit with a therapist and process that. Because the other thing, whenever I was in a session meeting with people on my team and work, if you ever, if you, if you didn't agree with me, if you disagreed with me uh, or questioned me, I felt like you would question my competence and the anger would surface. Yeah. Do you see how that works? Yeah. And so the same dynamics that are true even in our, 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 a marriage that showed up in my marriage was getting played out at work and I needed to be really transparent with safe people. Where do you, where, where would you recommend the leader who's listening start if they don't know who is safe? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm always drawn to, as a man, drawn to men who are transparent and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I'm drawn to the guy who walks with a limp. I'm drawn to the man who can be vulnerable and share his stuff, lift up the, lift up the window shade to, my, to his heart and say, this is, this is my stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell, particularly men or you know, anyone, but particularly men, look for that guy. Look for that guy who can be transparent, who can be vulnerable, who can share his pain. And um, so that's where I say start. Wow, transparency is so hard. But that is where true change, vulnerability happens. It, it, it really does. It, it's messy. It, it really is. It, it's, it's, a, it's a messy process. Um, I'm in a group with other men that we ask yourself the question in terms of transparency. What's the most important thing that you need to be talking about in this group? And we talk about our marriages, we talk about our faith, we talk about our comparisons, we talk about our struggles with our businesses, mm -hmm. we talk about our children, I mean, we talk about, you know, what's going on sexu sexually, mm -hmm. I mean, we, it's all there. Yeah. And so being able to have, we, and we, we call it level five friendship, being able to have a guy at level five who can know you, who can feel with you, who can cry with you, that's a rare gift when leaders can have such people. Is that right? And I, I just talked to so many leaders, and I've been that leader before that thinks that every that has this this image that I feel like everybody thinks I have it together, and deep down inside I'm not. I'm an imposter, um, and and not knowing how to start that because it's just been so crazy. Of you've you've got an image, and you feel like this backstage nobody knows about, and in reality, every single one of us has a limp like you said. Oh my gosh, and, 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 the, and the value, the, the, how valuable it is when we have those people that we give an access pass to the backstage because what, what will happen? If we don't talk it out, yeah. we will act it out or we will, it gets buried alive. And, and again, that in my own story, I, there was a time I really wrestled with panic attacks and depression because in my backstage, I was very isolated and I was lonely. I wasn't even allowing my wife in my backstage. She was knocking on the door like that girl, you can't come back here. This yeah. too messy. There's some stuff back here I don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And so, so there obviously we had to do work around that. Mm -hmm. But then I had to let my wife in my backstage and allow other other men and people who earned the right to be there. Now I have that today, but there was a time that was that was missing. Okay. Wow. Um, so soul. I'm. I don't know where we're going with this. We've started as <laughs> soul transparency. Tell us about the Owen story. Optimal. Okay. It's a mindset of 
of uh, how do we get 1% better? We don't bump into better. We don't wind into wellness, right? Yeah. To get better happens intentionally. And so how do we get 1% better spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally? And so that's what we're saying there. Um, we want to have a mindset. So, so that gets into a lot of the mindset of grit, having mm -hmm. passion and perseverance over a long period of time, having a growth mindset, a mindset of generosity and gratitude, which is a big deal. Gratitude alone rewires your brain. Okay. Yeah. Now, at Hopkins, I can't say this, but I can yeah. say it here. It's amazing when research says amen to scripture. Right. Yeah, because the research shows that when, and, and, and gratitude is a hallmark virtue in positive psychology. Mm -hmm. The research shows that when we are people of gratitude, we actually are rewiring our brain. It lifts our mood. It boosts energy. It reduces stress. People become, 30, people become productive. What increased productivity increases 31% with people who are people of gratitude. So now we, we get why yeah. God would say, um, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God. In all right. things give thanks, and coming to his gates with thanksgiving. Now it makes sense why God tells us to really be intentional about gratitude. Wow. What, what are you thankful for as you're listening? Sometimes we have to, uh, you know, at my home we've been through seasons where we have little jars for our kids to write down. You know, just little things that we start and then we don't keep going, but you know how that goes. Um, but things that we, we force ourselves to, what, if we don't feel grateful, what can we be grateful for? Because there's always something. But talk about this idea of 1% better. What happens to that 1% over time? Well, because yeah, who, who grows at 20%? Or, you know, we, sometimes yeah. we can make these, you know, I'm going to lose 200 pounds in a right. week. Like just, just, just some inches. Just, just, just one percent mindset better for today. Mm -hmm. What did I do to move toward losing weight? What did I do to eliminate debt? So it's, it's just making it, you know, taking eating the elephant a small bite at a time. So it's just a mindset that you set yourself up to win. That's all. So for example, I tell students and people I coach, begin to keep a journal. Write down once for the week one specific gratitude just so that's it okay. i've been doing journaling for 30 years i don't they're not going to start there but just to write down one to two or three gratitudes once a week just start there and see how that grows in the 10 minutes 15 minutes a day and how that changes you wow how it changes your brain that's i'm that's that's fascinating <laughs> i love when science and isn't uh, that cool science and scripture science yeah. and god come together because right. they really do yeah. um, he's the author of it all um, so tell me about the R. So we've got S-T-O, optimal, okay. R. Yeah, the R is rhythm. Okay. So, Matt, do you, do you believe in life-work balance? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> you almost oh, got me. I got you, Matt. Everybody's trying to get balance. <laughs> but I believe balance is an illusion. <laughs> Brother, Suzanne, okay. you got it. It doesn't work. Oh, no. Because balance suggests that things have equal value and weight, and they don't. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. You lose your health, everything. 2020, the whole world was out of balance. Right. But so we don't talk about life-work balance, yeah. life-work rhythm. Okay. Good. And here's what's cool about God. Whatever God models, we ought to follow. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what God models? He models life-work rhythm. That's right. Um, the sun doesn't have balance. The sun has a rhythm. The sun rises, the sun shines, the sun sets. The ocean has a rhythm, ebbs and flows. The seasons have a rhythm. The, right. you know, our hearts have a rhythm. The heart doesn't have balance. It's a rhythm. And so the same is true for life. And so how does God model life-work rhythm? Three things he does. He reflects. Mm -hmm. That's what he does in Genesis 131. It says God saw his work and he saw that it was good. 
So I coach people, look at your work. What good work are you most proud of today? What good work are you most proud of this week? Have that conversation. Don't just go into the next task, but look at the work, celebrate it, mm -hmm. savor it. And so God reflects. We need to reflect. Research Harvard Business Review did a study and said people who spend 12 to 15 minutes reflecting in the course of a day, course of a week, increase their productivity by nearly 25%. Slowing gets you there faster. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, slowing and reflecting gets you there faster. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing God does. Second thing he does is God refreshes. Jesus models for us in, um, in the book of Luke. when Jesus, It says of Jesus that he often departed to a solitary place. Mm -hmm. He often departed to a solitary place. And, um, and so we need that. We're not good for ourselves or people yeah. for always with people. We need downtime for high impact. And, and, and um, so he does that. And then the third thing that we need to do is recenter. God doesn't need to recenter, but we do. So we need to always come back to the core, to the core values, yeah. to the center. That's what communion is, remembering who Jesus is, what he did for us. It's Revelation 2, 4, and 5. You've left center. You've left your first love. How do we keep coming back to the center? So we need to reflect, refresh, and we need to recenter. That's a big part of the rhythm. And that's, that's what rhythm is all about. Yeah, that's what rhythm is all about. And there's some other parts of it, but yeah. that's the part, those are the, some of the key core parts of it is that, that uh, you know, another part I, I just added, because I just spoke about this recently to a bunch uh, to, at a church there in Maryland, is, um, is rest. And it's not just a rest of sleep, eight hours sleep, which we all need, right. but it's soul rest. And uh, Exodus 33, 14, it says, my presence will go with you and I will give you my rest. So what is that saying? Like fuel to a car. A car was made to run on fuel. Our lives, our soul was made to run on God. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Because so. there's a certain kind of tired we get that a nap or sleep won't fix. It won't fix it. A vacation won't fix it. Yeah. As beautiful as you know Hawaii may be, now this is this is soul rest because we're not when we're not getting the soul rest, mm -hmm. we commit what I call soul abuse, yeah. you know, and that's that and I call that's where we have the re repeated damage to the deepest part of who we are, mm -hmm. um, and uh, hurry sickness, hurry noise, busyness, all those mm -hmm. things. Wow, and as a, and most leaders think that it's the rhythm is always in drive, and I've got to hurry, and I love I love watching Jesus. You never see Jesus running or hurrying. Matter of fact, they all wanted him to. <laughs> but he was, he seemed to be just, he knew exactly what was going to happen. Oh, he's, speaking of Jesus, and he really models this for us in Mark chapter 1, verse 30, 30 to 35. Because guess what? On the front stage in that passage, he's healing people. He's, cat, he's, he's um, you know, delivering demons out of people. He's doing all these front stage. He heals Peter's mother-in-law. So he's doing all this front stage stuff. Well, guess what it says in verse 35? He departed to a solitary place. Mm -hmm. That's good. And there he prayed. So you see it played out right there. And that was his rhythm. Mm -hmm. He would pour out and go deep on the front stage. Young people call it the grind. Yeah. But on the backstage, he's out in solitude and stillness in creation. Just as important. So soul, transparency, optimal rhythms. We've got one more. What's yeah. the why? Yield. Yield. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's twofold with the yield, Matt, because it's inspirational in terms of um, yielding, surrendering to a cause that's greater than myself. What is it that I believe? What is it that I want to give my life over to? What do I want to be known for? 
Um, so it's yielding to a cause to the work I do with my wife. How do we help better marriages for the mm -hmm. glory of God? That's a worthy cause. Um, and so what do we do with that? Um, so, so that's what we're talking about. But the other part of that is aspirational. So with the yielding is how do I give myself permission to dream of what's possible? You know, Ephesians 3, 20, Ephesians 3 verse 20, now, now unto him who was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ever ask or imagine right. according to the power that works in us. So that's what the yield is. It's, it's that part of the story. That's good. Now, uh, so as we've talked about all of this backstage, so the person who's thinking, does it really take all of that? <laughs> Do I really need to put this much effort into the backstage, into everything that the people don't see? What, what is your encouragement? What is your plea? What are you begging them today as to why this backstage is so important? Because, again, um, we don't bump into better. We don't wander to wellness. At the, at, at the, the core is our soul. Mm -hmm. And as the scriptures tell us in, in Proverbs 4.23, attend to your heart. Yeah. Guard your heart how? With all mm -hmm. diligence. That's good. Backstage. For out of it flows the issues of life. Mm -hmm. Profitability, mm -hmm. performance, communication, culture, yeah. you know, empathy. So that's what that's the work. So yeah, you're right. It's it's it's, it's with all diligence. This is not this is hard work, hard work, but it's worth the work. Yeah. And so yeah, it does take diligence to deal with my motives, to deal with my heart, and um, and it's just and, and and then it's tough because we live in a very front stage focused world where unless you're a monk, <laughs> you know yeah. who who makes a living doing this. But I, but but there are practices that I encourage people to consider in the morning on set the, setting their heart on a trajectory yeah. for. Great front stage. How you show up on front stage? So the, this, I've heard it somewhere. It just popped into my head. But I, I think the challenge is for leaders is, hey, let's be a better leader backstage than we are on the front stage. And how would that change us if we were better in the dark than we are in the light? Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. That's, that's what integrity is all that's about. What it, that's exactly what it's all about. Every, all, over a thousand times in Scripture, Jesus' emphasis, the Word of God's emphasis is totally backstage. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, front stage, but have not love, backstage. Wow. I'm a noisy gong, clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, front stage, yeah. but have not love, backstage. You see what I'm yeah. saying? They just go on. All of that is laying out. And it says, you know, do, you know, do I give my gifts to feed the poor and live my body to be burned? We would say, what a godly person. Mm -hmm. That person's anointed. Paul says, have not love, yeah. nothing. Then everything else is backstage. Mm -hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. That's good. You know, so you, you, you see that? So it's just there over and over throughout the Word of God. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing this with us today. We're so grateful. If you're listening today, I mean, we have, the template is laid out for you. Story. You, you, can, pull it, you can pull it from our notes. It's going to be on there, but you can pull the acrostic, and what you have is the template that Dr. Johnny Parker shared with us today on how we can work on Backstage how we can work on all those elements and intentionally put time so that we can be just as good backstage as we are on the front stage so that we can follow Jesus' example of what it looks like to lead and to follow him. And leaders, too many of us, um, too many of us, me included, all of us included, we just see the front stage and we don't invest enough in the backstage. And it's, it's go time to put the work in behind the scenes and to grow in that area. So we want to thank you for listening. 
Um, if this has been beneficial to you, we'd love it if you'd share it with some friends, maybe some coworkers, maybe other people at your church that you know, so that they can also learn this concept of backstage, front stage. And download our notes. Again, our webpage is visit1cc.com slash leadershiproundtable. So whether you leave us a review or you share this, whatever you do, we just want you to know that what you're doing when you do that is you're investing in helping others as well. So thank you again. Our goal has been for you to expand your capacity. So I want to thank Dr. Johnny Parker. Thank you again for being here today. It's been awesome. We can't wait to see you again next month, especially after we've worked on the backstage a little bit and see how God has changed us until we meet again. So thank you again for joining us. God bless your family. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It has been an honor to have you here with us. Now, just want to remind you that all of the resources we talked about today are available online at visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable. Now, if this has been helpful, leave us a review, go out there and hit subscribe, and more importantly, share this with your team so that everybody can grow. We can't wait to see you next time.